Hello, and welcome to episode 144 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Mike McCarthy and Noah Ray, the creative team behind Dino Thrashers. Dino Thrashers is an awesome new book coming to Kickstarter September 1st, 2020. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah, who is also the artist on Dino Thrashers. Hey there. And Mike, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, before we get started talking more about Dino Thrashers, why don't you give everybody a quick bio about yourself and the, and the things that you make? Uh, well, I am from New Hampshire. My name is Michael McCarthy. I have been in the publishing world for the last six years. I've actually been putting out a uh, guy's magazine called Wingman Magazine. Um, we started out as kind of a small website at that point when we first started to kind of, you know, when I started it, basically the point was I was tired of buying seven different magazines every month. And I decided that, you know what, I want to put out something that I would rather read myself, see in stores, see online, incorporate sports, comics, movies, video games, uh, entertainment, any type of thing that I would actually be interested in. Um, and it kind of just, you know, it basically took a spitball type of situation and it's grown to the point where we do quarterly issues and it is now um, like we do 14 celebrity talents, whether they're athletes, actors, musicians for every single issue. Um, but to get into everything else, I went to school for journalism, haven't used it until now, until the last couple of years, uh, work IT. And now um, since the pandemic, I decided to put my writing skills to even more use by um, creating Dino Thrashers. Very cool. So do you find a lot of crossover um, in the Wingman magazine? You know, a lot of times, you know, there seems to be a separation if you think sort of like, uh, you know, sports and geeky stuff. But uh, I think that's sort of sort of, you know, people looking at it at a, you know, sort of high level, but there's a lot of like crossover. Do you do you do you find that with your magazine? Uh, there is. Um, and the fact, especially with the athletes and, and the musicians, because a lot of athletes, you know, they want to have the fashion lifestyle of it. Um, if you look even on their Instagram, any, any social media, especially the NFL players, they all want to be fashion gurus and they all want that type of it. Um, so, and you see them now, a lot of them, you know, have a side hustle, whether it's music or fashion or selling houses. Um, like I just did an interview a couple weeks, actually a couple months ago, God, weeks, um, with Zach Diles, who's a former NFL linebacker who is now a real estate agent out in California and he's actually on the show uh, Love and Listings on um, VH1. So he has turned and he actually started doing that or like you know flipping houses and stuff like that when he was actually towards the end of his career in the NFL. Very nice. So you said that uh, you know as we approach 2020 being the the crazy world that it was that you uh, you got the uh, the sort of the itch to make this this comic book, uh, you know, more mm -hmm. of a thing. But how long was the issue or the idea for Diner Thrasher sort of a thing that you were formulating in your head? To be honest, it wasn't really that long of a. <laughs> I wish I could say it was like been going on for years, but it's really it was only really like a month maybe before I started writing. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pushing forty. And when I was younger, it was all '80s cartoons, '90s cartoons, and that was stuff that I always watched and loved and even though I have no kids at the moment, um, I still will go back and watch them all on YouTube or Hulu or anything like that. And one show that I was interested in, I only got like one season, was Dino Saucers. And it's kind of the same type of situation and the same scenario that Dino Thrashers is, 
is definitely changed up quite a bit. Um, I know Noah and I even talked about it and I even showed him some of the actual artwork and some, of the, I think I even showed him videos of the actual dino saucers um, to kind of give him some ideas uh, and some background to some of the characters too. Very nice. So I, I know a little bit of this story, but I think, uh, you know, you had this idea and then you found Noah sort of online through through Instagram. Is that through correct? Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I had written, I think I had written two issues before I really started reaching out to anybody at that point. I was, because I just thought maybe, you know, it's something fun to re to write and just, you know, have an outlet because basically, since we were all on lockdown at that point, there wasn't much we could really do. So my wife being very understanding knows that my love of comics goes back, even though she tortures me and says that the DC movies are better than Marvel movies, which I completely disagree with. Um, but that's a, that's neither here nor there. Um, so she actually refuses to read the issue, the first issue until it's in print. She's like, I don't want to see it. I want to see it in full view. So it got to a point of after after I was done with two issues, I'm like, oh, let's let's reach out and see if we can find any kind of artist that would be interested in collaborating and making this kind of come come to life in a way. And I sent it to Noah, and I didn't hear anything back for I want to say what was it about ten days, Noah, two weeks. Well, that was because um, I didn't see your uh, your message. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's <laughs> you don't have notifications turned on for Instagram. I turned mine off too. So yeah, it's only so if I actually go into it while I, I wasn't it. ignoring you. I promise. <laughs> Not um, you. You can't say that about everybody though. And then I got an email back or a message back that he had read the issue and he, he loved it and he had already pitched it to you. He already like pitched it to you, Matt, to the point of, you know, you guys wanted to bring me in almost immediately and start working on it. So I mean I had sent it to a couple others and the, guy, the people that I sent it to were like, oh no, we would charge like thousand dollars a page to draw this and i was like yeah, i don't think so i don't think that's gonna work for for someone in an indie but um yeah i mean noah's been i mean him and i ever since it's been probably two months or more now at this point We're and i don't three think months yeah then i don't think there's one day that i that him and i haven't had a discussion whether it was about character design or you know if i wanted something specific or whatever but from what i told him from the beginning this is a collaborative so take my descriptions if you need to change anything up if there's panels that you think don't belong just do what you think is right for the comic yeah it's been cool. fun designing the characters um it's kind of been nice to take uh not a too long of a break but a quick break just to do some quick character sketches it's definitely been one of the fun parts but i've loved drawing the characters just on the pages as well it's been uh, it's been something i've not gotten tired of they're so all no, really fun and colorful. So Noah, um, I, I again, I, I know this story a little bit, but what was your reaction when when you got the script? Um, I know one of the things you were excited for was sort of the, um, you know, the the love of like action and 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 just sort of the the love letter to to the, you know, Mike and I are a little bit older than you are, but you're sort of an old soul, so you. Uh, <laughs> You know, you you sort of love that sort of wacky kind of stuff that we do. But why don't you like go into depth about how you know when you first read that script, what you were thinking? Well, I've been talking with you about some ideas for like a GI Joe type book over quarantine, and I had actually been doing some sketches for something like that, where it'd be like a team book. 
And actually the, the main design for Tor came out of one of those designs because I really wanted to do a character that was a cross between Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and Rick O'Connell from the Mummy movies. And I was like, and I, I wanted him to be sort of a Superman-like character as well. And I was like, but you know, just drawing a white guy again, you know, and, and that description is kind of bland. But I started reading the script that Mike sent over and I was like, well, there's my chance to draw that character in Tor. And Tor is this raptor and he looks so much cooler than just in your basic average, you know, white heterosexual male, you know, mm -hmm. like, and it's, and it's something that, and then I read the rest of the, 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 the book and I was like, you know what, I, this incorporates everything that I love. Um, more than anything, a love of action, but a love of action figures. And I really got that vibe from this mm -hmm. is that I wanted to do, I always want to do a comic someday that I would like to play with the toys of, you know, or own the action figures of rather. I'm not a child. Who do you think I am? <laughs> There's um, nothing wrong with playing with action figures. Uh, nothing wrong at all. <laughs> That's why my video camera isn't turned on. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, but I, read the script and I had one reservation and this is a very common theme in the podcast and like in the podcast is that I looked at the first page and there was so much description so much detail and I'm not someone and you'll even look at this comic I'm not someone who likes to draw backgrounds and a lot of details and things and I showed and I was like I was like I looked at it and I was like there's too much here I can't draw all this and my wife in in a short matter of terms was like stop being a coward do it and I was like, okay. And I was like, because I was like, I talked about how much I loved it and I wanted to do it, but she was just sort of firm. She was like, just do it. You know, stop, stop being like, you're not right for this or anything like that. Don't think about that. If you want to draw this, you draw this. And I was like, okay. But also, I didn't know Mike that well. So I was very grateful to bring Matt on as well to sort of be like, I'm like, hey, can you cover my back in case Mike decides to like, you know, steal all my money? Um, <laughs> that um and uh that's why i brought matt on that's the truth of the matter not because i like working with him or anything like that it was more i just needed someone to watch my back um but no i brought matt on because at that time matt brett and i had been talking about wanting to create some titles and uh some books and uh i saw this and i was like i want to draw this and i would like to maybe try to make this maybe one of our first things that we do and uh, that's my story. Very nice. Yeah, so Noah, I think you and I make a good team because I write like so-and-so walks into a lab, so-and-so does wants this, he says this to the other person, and, and, then, I, and then I move on, so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Which, <laughs> yeah, which Mike is, like, again, I like working with both of you guys for different reasons and all, and equal reasons. And, um, you know, Mike's been really great about sort of letting me, uh, exercise my editor skills as well and it's been kind of nice to sort of let he's been very cool about me sort of being like hey i want to draw it this way or i want to leave this till later or something like that and he's been very uh trusting there so i uh, i really appreciate that um it, it's not something where i feel like i uh, my way is the right way but i just feel like i i'll do the comic a better service if i'm drawing it in a in a way that that makes sense in my mind um and uh, it, it's been a really fun exercise in, in a comic, in making a comic. I, I've really been proud of the work I've been putting out, um, which I think is, in the end, that's, that's sort of what matters to me, is that I, I really enjoyed doing this. So um, I have two questions. First is going to be for Mike, and then the, 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 I'm going to have a follow-up with Noah. 
but Mike, when you decided to to make the move to, you know, being serious and, and sitting down to to write, were you going to sort of like how-to books or were you going to sort of comics and trying to to reverse engineer like things that were influences to you? I did no how-to books. I thought about it, but I feel like if I try and read a how-to book, I'm going to try and like, I would really go by like their step-by-step and that's really not how I write. That's not how I've ever written before. Um, but I started looking at like, I mean, I've been to so many comic cons and I met a bunch of the artists and, and the writers and everything. And obviously, you know, influences, everyone talks about, you know, Stan and Snyder and Bendis and McFarlane. Um, Chris, Chris Claremont is actually one of my favorites from X-Men from eighties and early nineties and seventies. Jesus. Um, I knew it. I knew so, it. so, um, then you're going to look at obviously Kevin Eastman with turtles. That's obviously a big inspiration for me. I've been one of the first comics I ever picked up. That was my older brothers. I think I was like five at the time. It was one of the black and white turtles, um, actually trade books. So, and I wish I still had it at this point. Um, and they all had the, they, all they had was the, just the red bandanas. That, that was the only color in the entire comic. Mm-hmm. Um, game in with Sandman. I mean, then look for someone really now, I mean, Brian K. Vaughn with all the stuff that he's put out. I mean, Matt, he's not, he's not that much older than we are. And I think he's won like 14 Eisner awards or something like that. And it's, it's crazy to think about with all the stuff that he's put out. I mean, his work is phenomenal. So I look at that stuff, like actually I'm looking at uh, why the last man. And I have some walking dead comics sitting up on my, windowsill right in front of me as we speak. Very cool. So my, my question for Noah, and uh, so when you, this is the thing that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, and you know, mm-hmm. we, we know that Alan Moore is a big fan of, of our podcast, and he listens yes. all the time, but you know how there's always the famous sort of story of those Watchmen scripts where, where Gibbons was sort of, uh, you know, going through and just sort of highlighting the the one to two key aspects of the the panel or what needs to be told uh were you trying to like focus like in on that and then sort of build out like what was your approach that was definitely my approach and it's something one thing that ran through my mind the whole time is something that you brought up last year on our house and uh powers reviews about designing the page around the most important panel which is something i've been doing but really focusing on with this and just thinking about and especially with this book, you can be as over the top as you want. And because this, this book really lends itself to that. So I was like, there's no such thing as being too dramatic here. So I've gone full McFarlane, not full McFarlane, obviously, but I've been kind of been doing something like that, where I look at, I look at the sea of information on each page that, that Mike has generously given me. And I'm like, all right, what are the three things that I cannot screw up on this page as far as setup goes? Um, so the first page, there's a lot of that egg or the orb on it, that kind of thing, because I'm like, I have to make sure that people know this is important. And, um, and it's like, but, and, uh, and it's kind of, it's been a fun exercise in that way, but also just to be like, you know what, I, I really feel with how this, this book is sort of geared towards the, you know, the, the GI Joe reading comic, you know, Teeny MNT comic readers, that kind of thing. I can do stuff like this where I can just sort of be over the top and like, you know, bashing you over the head with certain images and things like that so that you know what the purpose of each page is. Um, 
I'm not good at it, obviously. I won't claim to be at least, um, but it's it's something that I just sort of have had a lot of fun doing. Yeah, uh, well, well, two things uh, for, for you, Noah. Um, first, I want to ask you, are you doing the thing where you try to figure out like what the most important panel is, like at the thumbnail sca- stage, and then sort of, you know, maybe give that the most real estate and then build outward? Or how, how are you doing that? Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing that and I'm doing, um, uh, I, sometimes I will, uh, what I'll do is I'll do multiple thumbnails and I will, uh, if, if I have this little thumbnail book that again, you gave me Matt for Christmas, it's been really helpful, but I'll do multiple thumbnails on that. And if there is a specific panel, especially with establishing, uh, interiors or exteriors of certain things, I will take a page out of my whole like nine by 12 sketchbook just to draw, that whole panel out, try to make sure that I know how to introduce that, that space and then the scene that it's happening in. Um, and uh, then I, that's sort of how I designed it from there. And then when I get to the, uh, the, the actual drawing of the page, I will I'll plot it out, you know, panel by panel and sort of move around it in no particular order just to keep it fresh. Cool. So actually, I think my second question is not actually more of a question, but more of a sort of observation when you were talking about the the first page and the egg. Um, you know, in our, when we do a lot of page design discussion, we talk about, you know, pages being centered and sort of moving, um, you know, in to out or, or down to up. And I think you did, um, you did an excellent job on that, that first page. Um, do you, you think, do you think the, 140 episodes of us looking at comics and, and breaking down pages was was an influence there oh hell yeah oh yeah i like this podcast has been you know if no one is listening i would still be okay with doing it every week because i've learned so much just from talking to people and talking about comics with you and uh oh yeah oh yeah awesome. just to be brief so um, I want to backtrack a little bit. You were you were talking about uh, the doing the thumbnails and, and designing the pages, and so I want to try to talk a little bit about uh, like the teamwork aspect of this. Uh, early on, Mike, as Noah was turning stuff over to you, um, mm-hmm. was he um, doing things in that 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 thumbnail stage to you? Um, and has that evolved over time as more pages have, have been, been made? Yeah, I think the only page that he didn't send a thumbnail for was one, was, was page one. Um, after that, I think everything had a thumbnail, including page two, which I know is incredibly daunting for Noah. Um, with all of my description of inside the tent, I thought he was going to have a brain aneurysm um, <laughs> with all of the detail. He kept coming back saying, Mike, I need, I need more time. I need, I need, <laughs> there's too many things in this for me to screw this up. So just give me a little more. Um, but it's every sense, every page I get, I mean, every, I think probably every other day, I'll get messages there at 11 o'clock at night. Here are the thumbnails. Next night, here are the pages. That, you know, here are, the, here are the pencils. Next night or two days later, here are all the inks done. Um, it's just- I wish it was that fast. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's been that way for the last, you know, ever since you got past that hump of the, um, of the splash page, it's definitely, you know, speeded up. It's sped up quite a bit. Um, but you've been doing like a fantastic job of, you know, that's, that's something that you and I discussed is, I mean, you're going to send me some, some of the art so I can have an idea of what's going on. Um, 
and it's been great. I, I mean, I've never seen the process of going from thumbnail to pencil to ink and then now to color. Um, and it's for me specifically, it's been quite the ride already. Very cool. Actually, um, that I was thinking when you were talking about the the inside of the tent, that is a very detailed thing. <laughs> there's there's multiple yes. shelves, there's multiple, you know, bones all over uh -huh. the place, uh, you know, technology. Uh, and a raptor claw right in the front. Yeah, all Noah, that, go ahead. That was, I cut down the detail on that. There's going to be more detail when, when Alfred sends the pages back. I'm gonna add in all the text that's in uh, in the in the script that's supposed to be on all the screens in the background and everything. So, bless you, Noah. Bless you. <laughs> so there's gonna be more on that page. Yeah. So I guess now would be a good time to to talk about Alfred a little bit. Uh, Noah, you brought Alfred into the uh, into the fold here. You and he have uh, worked in in the past together. Is that that's correct, right? Yeah, that's correct. We've had two projects fall through before, basically. So he, um, actually the same summer I started working with you, Matt, another guy reached out and I was doing some comic work for him every once in a while. And uh, that writer eventually lost interest in what we were doing. And um, because he had a lot of life things going on as well. So he had to work on that. And, but he brought Alfred and me on to do the, to be the team for that book. And we, we had a really like I fell in love with Alfred's like sort of I fell in love with Alfred because I sort of saw someone like and sort of in the same position as I was where he was learning, you know, um, and I was he was still way ahead of me, but he was he was learning and uh, he was uh, but like really talented and uh, I'm not saying I'm really talented, but he was really talented. He was learning like almost like both of us were sort of young trying to get our foot in the door and um, I think I liked how he kind of went over the top with everything. Um, even if it was like, a, and even on that comic though, I was sort of trying to tone it back a bit and try to be a little less detail oriented and more uh, light on the lines. But then he came in and was like really heavy with the colors and really heavy with the textures and everything. He can do smoke and clouds like no one's, no one's business. And I was like, I love this because I love drawing smoke and clouds and I love going over the top. And I think if you and I get together and we just like, just go over the top on things, we can do awesome stuff. So I did like a fan art piece of uh, Thor and uh, the Enchantress and, uh, and the Executioner with a big wolf behind it. And uh, I, I got him to color it. And then we got another project off of that that fell through, but we kept coming back and, you know, checking in. Uh, like I would comment on his stuff. He'd comment on mine. It was really great. And then on this project, I was like, all right, let's bring him in. Let's go over the top. And I've just been thrilled with everything that he's been doing since. Yeah. I, uh, today, a uh, little inside baseball making comics. Uh, we, we, we saw the colored, uh, page to page one and I was really impressed. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sort of glowing effects he's putting on the, the egg. He's, he's doing some excellent stuff. Yeah, that, choice fantastic. Make, that choice to make it red was brilliant. I was like, I did not see that coming. And I was like, but I love it. It's just, I was, uh, uh, that's, that's why I love him. It's just, he makes choices like that that I don't see coming. And it's just, it works great. Nice. So uh, turning the, the interview back to, to Mike for a second, um, uh, you're currently writing a little bit of ahead of this issue. We're, we're working on one right now. Um, so what is your sort of your status in outlining and writing Dino Thrashers? 
Uh, I have already written the first four issues, um, which are all done. I'm going to go back and probably edit some of the dialogue. And Noah, just so you know that they're not as heavily detailed as as the first one. So um, I'm getting my groove. I like. I'm like. I say, bring it on. I'm getting it down. Where I'm like, you know what? Don't this tease is... me because I'll go back in there and I'll rewrite the whole damn thing if I need to. Um, but yeah, we're through the first four, and Noah, Noah and I have already discussed um, basically the second arc. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So I've already outlined the second, the uh, issues five through eight, um, and I'm probably gonna start writing them probably in the next like week or two uh, after the Kickstarter starts, because really don't, there's not much for us to do once it starts at that point, except to promote, 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 which we've all really been doing the past week or so anyway. So um, when you are looking at this as four issues sort of arcs and stories, how do you handle sort of telling a complete story in one through four and then in the next four um, telling another sort of complete story, but having elements of the, the, the first four bleed into to the, the, uh, the, the next four? Do you have, do you have a master document, uh, you know, sort of a, a beautiful mind cork board with uh, strings attached to it? I, uh, it's basically, it's a Google Doc <laughs> with about seven or eight pages of notes of what's going on. And on page two, there are some hints in some of the lettering of what's coming up in probably issues five through eight and probably issues nine through 12. Um, but it's yeah, I, I have some I have some hints hidden hidden here and there. Uh, no one knows what they are because he's he has he, we've talked about it already. Um, and at the end of issue four, the last probably you want to say like four pages um, lead into the next probably like twelve issues of what they're going to be doing. So that's kind of the way actually the way I worked issue four was I wrote the first eight to ten pages. And then I wrote the last four pages and worked my way back because I, I knew how I wanted the issue to end and I wanted to fill in the rest after. A that's different way of looking at it, but that's actually kind of how I um, how I wanted to look at that issue specifically. That's very cool. And, you know, you saying earlier that Claremont is a uh, influence on you makes sense that you would sort of sprinkle in an idea here and then come back and touch on it later and, and oh, yeah. stuff like that, because that was very X-Men. And uh, I'm not I'm not saying that you're going to do this, but sometimes I feel like Claremont forgot that he sprinkled an idea and never never got back to it. So that's why I wrote them down just in case. <laughs> exactly what I want. Exactly where and what page and what the hint is, just in case I do forget what it is. Very cool. So Noah, this is an interesting uh, thing for you. Uh, you have lettered some comics for me in the past but this is gonna be the first time that you're acting as the, the artist and the letterer uh, together, at least uh, to my knowledge. Um, I, no, I lettered no, I all the books I did with you. That, I take yeah. that back, I take that back. Yeah. No, no, I, was, I, when I, I got halfway through that sentence and I said, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> but while you're doing this, are you thinking about balloon placement and, yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. Yeah, definitely, um, mainly because I haven't before. And uh, lettering Kevin's artwork on the reset, he thought about it. And I really, that made my job all the easier on that. And I was like, you know what? I really need to do this for myself. 
so that if ever I get to a point where I am giving this over to a letterer, uh, he or she or they know what exactly um, they that I wanted, like you know how I wanted the page to flow. And that's I think that's the key to the to any letter is a clear roadmap as to this is where you put balloons, especially with if the script is uh, Claremont esque like Dino Thrashers where you know you have to have a lot of information um given at the beginning and end of each page all the end all the way in the middle uh it's so important to have that negative space to think about that yeah i don't know what i was thinking uh, i've made like i've made like six comics and no you've you've lettered like four of them i don't know what i was <laughs> i was thinking there with that sentence um <laughs> it's my uh, first time lettering a comic that you didn't write yeah actually no um, i take that back it's not it's the second never mind it's yeah. my second comic i've done without you that i haven't that i've lettered so no, are I have you a question for you okay Sorry. go ahead what is, obviously you've read through the first two issues, I believe anyway. Um, what do you think is your favorite part of issue one or is there like a, or is there like a dialogue that you think was like, was the most entertaining for you so far? I like, there's a, there's a, there's a scene that I've had a lot of, I had a lot of fun drawing on page. I think it was um, uh, on page um, seven. Let me think about this. No, six, it was on page six. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was a, it was a, it was when they first were on the Megalodon. Yep. And everybody's sort of uh, learning about the ship and all the technology on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a cool moment of, uh, I had to like figure out some panel within some panel stuff. And that was probably my favorite part and the script too, because that's where uh, Christian and uh, Tigrella are talking about, uh, tra uh, talking about, um, uh, snapper and no snapper and uh and um, and uh and shelby yep Talking oh yes because they're super nerds yes they're super Over nerds. overachievers yes that is correct yeah, that was yeah. a great moment and i think I, my, my favorite bits of dialogue are always the ones that reveal something about the character in the world mm -hmm. and i like moments that are written in where i can automatically draw off the 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 relationship between two characters and i've also always loved when anyone compliments christian when the dinosaurs compliment christian so i just got done drawing a page like that yes you well. did it looks it looks amazing so far i can't wait to see in color but even black and white it looks incredible that page yeah those are my favorite parts yeah definitely um yeah what, what's your what is your favorite part of what are your favorite scenes to write i guess do you like because i know you watch cartoons while you're writing to get some i do for the dialogue. i do i usually have ninja turtles on on youtube <laughs> while i'm while i'm drawing while i'm writing um because i can't draw anything uh, more than a stick figure um i don't want to say the action because actually the action kind of writes itself once we get into it and as you've seen it just kind of like blends in there um i do like the i do like to actually write the interactions between the humans and um, the dinosaur and the dino thrashers. I just think the the dynamic between them is so different. Um, but I think you can actually create the comedy and the um, and the emotion in that description and that dialogue to really show what kind of either respect or fear or love they may have for each other. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, it's something that sort of uh, you can definitely feel the the cartoon uh 90s cartoon 
uh, elements shining in that point because you know I mean, not it. It wasn't all Captain Planet, but Captain Planet sort of gives you that roadmap of to on how to like build characters that love each other and things like that. So that positivity is so great that mm-hmm. from the start, there's about one page of deliberation as to whether everyone's friends or foes, and then after that, it's just a big like you know hangout, and it's great, and it's like it's it's so much fun just to see everybody get along and to figure out where, why they get along, and you know it's uh it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, one thing I think that you did really great with that those 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 first couple of pages is that you do such a great job of through the dialogue letting us know like who the characters are and how they feel about each other sort of sometimes they're sort of, you know, jabbing at each other verbally and and, and stuff like that. So like I feel like um you know, no and I talk a lot about like uh show uh you know show don't tell but you're doing this like interesting thing where like in the dialogue you're you're moving the story along but you're also letting us kind of know about sort of the relationships and you know how each person can sort of you know chide one of the other characters and, and stuff like that so i think you did a really good job of you know dropping us into the story because you know basically page one we're we're there with this uh mysterious object and it it doesn't take long for us to sort of you know be in the thick of things and it's not a lot of sort of like this is so and so he went to this school and he did this like you're able to sort of you know give us this 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 uh this 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 object that's got all of this mystery to it but you know that that's sort of answered really quickly, and and we know how everybody feels about each other and how they're able to work with each other, and we sort of can figure out their roles from those first couple of pages. So so how did you go about uh, doing that, or did that just sort of happen naturally? It just sort of happened. Like um, I think the hardest thing about doing a comic is making sure that your dialogue isn't stale and it isn't going to go anywhere and it isn't just going to lead to nowhere, right? So. Um, I think even no one I talked about this recently about, you know, am I not putting enough information for the reader to understand like what's going on or who the people are? Should we have a separate page at the beginning to have a synopsis of really what's going on to try to, to try and alleviate some of the dialogue? Um, but I feel like the dialogue is, you know, really, I mean, the description in the, in the photo and the, the art is super important, but I think if you don't have that dialogue in there, it's, um, I think you kind of miss a mark with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of just came together naturally, especially when, you know, when I have so many different cartoons showing, whether it's the 92 X-Men show that, you know, everyone loves uh, or Ninja Turtles, or I even put on like Street Sharks just to kind of get an idea. Um, because I, it was just like a show I had never really seen. I was like, all right, well, it's on YouTube, so let's throw it on. And then I looked at like He-Man and, you know, Thundercats. I just try to get an idea of, really what I wanted to try and say. And I even went back and looked at, you know, the first like 30 issues of the, of the current Ninja Turtles, just kind of get an idea of, of those dynamics. So once I started reading through or watching everything, um, it just started flowing. Like I really didn't, like I know a lot of people will do like a full, like a full outline of like what they want each page to do. I didn't do it that way. I just, as I wrote it, it came out of me. 
That's cool. And I was, as you were, you were talking about it, I was wondering because a lot of times when people think about dialogue in comics, people, you, you have to straddle this, this fine line because it's not how people talk in the real world, right. but you have to do enough to have the conversation make sense mm-hmm. as somebody speaking, but to, to, to move the story. And I was thinking when you were talking about like, watching all of those sort of, you know, 80s cartoons, you know, Skeletor would be, you know, monologuing his his plans to somebody. And mm-hmm. in the real world, you wouldn't walk around talking like that, hopefully. <laughs> right. But right. it makes sense in that context for uh, the story. So that must have been very helpful to to have those on while you were doing that. It was, it was, because, I mean, like you said, I mean, people aren't walking around giving their maniacal plans as they're walking down the street, go getting a Starbucks or whatever. So it definitely helps to see that. Um, but, you know, it, it definitely, the inspirations from from the old cartoons definitely helped. Like, I couldn't even, if I tried to watch, I tried watching the newer Ninja Turtles, and yeah, it's entertaining, but I had to go back to the early 90s uh, cartoons to actually really get inspired. Very cool. Well, guys, I'm very excited about this book. Um, but before we finish up on uh, this, Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about your magazine? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, we've um, Wingman Magazine, we've been around, like I said, about five years now. Um, we do mostly what we've been doing recently. We do a lot of interviews and our demographic is my age bracket, 18 to 45 males. Uh, we've had some of like the biggest names in TV and movies that everyone would love. Like we had Lou Ferrigno recently in our issue. Uh, we've had Dean Cain, uh, Christy Swanson, the original, obviously Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, David Arquette. Um, we've had probably about 200 or more celebrities in our issues. Um, Leonard Wu, who is the artist for the variant cover that you guys absolutely love and I love. Um, was never in the issue. Was never in the issues. He was always on. He was on our website when it first uh, when it happened about three years ago, and he's actually he was someone that I interviewed. It was like a fifteen minute interview. We ended up talking for about two hours, all about comic books. After the interview was over, so ever since then we've been friends. He's been, and then he decided he started doing a lot of artwork on his Instagram, and I was like, I want to get you involved to do some sort of, you know, cover if we can. And I gave him six weeks and he put out that cover that we see in 10 days. Wow. And I was like, you have until, you know, September 5th or September 8th to get it out. And he got it to us, I think in like 10 days or less. So I think the answer to the question is Leonard is probably the biggest comic book head of anybody that you've had on the, on the podcast, or I'm sorry, on the, uh, in the magazine. Uh, Is there anybody that would be a close number two? Uh, Paul Shear, who I actually just interviewed last week for our uh, next issue, he's on the cover. He um, has his own podcasts. Uh, he has How Did This Get Made, which is a big movie one, another one called Unspooled. But he is actually a comic book writer, and he's written for Marvel, DC, um, quite a few times. And he has a new project coming out in December that he couldn't full, fully tell me about, but he's also part of um, Marvel's TV show that's coming out next month on Disney Plus, too, uh, that he can only 
talk to me barely a little bit without having some sort of sniper from Marvel <laughs> waiting outside his window, uh, just in case. Very cool. Uh, I think maybe, and I'm just speaking off the cuff here. I think maybe yeah. he did the the Punisher kills the or the Cosmic Ghost Rider kills the the Marvel Universe. If yeah, might right. have. Yep. Yeah, that was him. Okay. Yeah. And no, you you're a big fan of that. Uh, are you? And I'm speaking off the cuff again, but you're a big fan of that podcast, right? Oh yeah, I love how this get made, and I love Paul yep. Shear. Cool. Yeah. Well, the first he because we were talking, we started talking about this comic uh, on the interview, and um, kind of took a sidestep to it. And he's like, "I have to ask you something." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Writing comics is hard, isn't it?" And I'm like, "It is. It's very hard." Um, and we just kind of went went back and forth for about ten or fifteen minutes about it. Um, and he said, when your comic is done, make sure to send me a copy. He's like, I want to, I want to check it out and see it. We'll see what you guys have put out. So I've already sent him some of like the preliminary artwork that Noah has sent me, um, to his email. And he is super impressed with everything that we've done so far. Wow. That, is that, is that breaking news to, to Noah right now? Yeah, I didn't it know is about actually, that. Yes. I didn't know about Paul Shear knowing I had, I did art. That was as of last week. Yes. I interviewed him, I think that was Thursday last week. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So we talked a little bit about this and I think this is going to answer the question, but I want to talk a little bit about future plans. So, um, you know, we're, we're getting ready to kickstart issue one. Um, mm -hmm. and you've written a lot of, if not all of the, the first arc, um, so is the plan for this to be uh, 12 issues, sort of three sort of major uh, arcs there, uh, four a piece? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think at this point, I mean, I think 12 is a pretty steady goal for us to hit. I mean, right now we're, you know, we're getting through the first issue and then we've already got the plans of when we're going to start doing the artwork for issue two, uh, which wouldn't be, I think, I think we talk the first of the year, if not maybe sooner, depending on you know, timing. But yeah, I think 12 issues is going to be about right for the first arc. And then we're going to move on to, um, you know, not the first arc, the first, the first three arcs, really, uh, the first season of it, and then move on to, you know, part two of everything, go on for another 12 issues. So as, you, long as, as long as you guys are, you know, okay with that. <laughs> depending where the world is. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. No, uh, well, you don't have anything else. Well, you do have a lot of things to do, but as long as you're being safe, you can stay at home, back Kickstarters and, and read comic books. So that, that's, that's, right. that's always a good thing. Yeah, I'll take it. So awesome. Well, I'm really excited about this. Um, Noah, as the artist and the co-host of this uh, podcast, do you have any uh, final questions for Mike as we uh, finish up here? Yeah, well, uh, 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 um, I'm kind of still blown away by the Paul Shear thing. Um, can you tell him hi for me? <laughs> sure, I have his. I have his assistant's email. <laughs> tell him you said hi. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm good. Cool. Yes, I'm um, a big fan of Paul Shear too. I love his work. Yeah. Well, no, this is this has been a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, collectively um, as a group. Um, you know, we have a couple of other members. We have Brett and we have, we have Alfred. I think we have all sort of meshed pretty well. Um, and I think that uh, we're all sort of discovering uh, sort of the nuts and bolts of 
of comic book making as, as sort of a larger team. Cause I've done a lot of things with sort of like a two man operation or a three man operation, but this is, this has been a lot bigger and uh, I think we've learned a lot. So I'm excited um, in a few days to, to, to hit the launch button. But Mike, as, as we go um, out here from the, 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 the interview, uh, why don't you let people know where they can find you online and uh, where they can find your magazine online. Uh, you can find Wingman Magazine on Instagram at, at Wingman Magazine. You can find Dino Thrashers Comics on Instagram at, at Dino Thrashers underscore comic. And you can find me at, at MJM Photographs NH on Instagram. Very cool. Uh, Noah, uh, as an interviewee, do you yeah. want to, uh, on, the, on the way out, let people know where they, where they can find you? My God, <laughs> what's happening here? Uh, 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 actually, no, I have my, I have an Instagram. It's, uh, Noah, my first name, C Ray or Noah Cray, all one word. That's where I post all my artwork and nothing else. Uh, but I'll have a lot of updates from Dino Thrashers on there, including a link to it in my bio. That's where I spend most of my time. I'm on Facebook as well as under Noah space Cray illustrations. Uh, so I, I, I put the C in front of my last name because everybody thought my last name was Cray after my Instagram handle. Um, just not to confuse people, but I, uh, I have a lot of artwork on there as well. And then, like I said, really back, back this comic, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I think you're going to have fun reading it. Um, I'm really proud of it. I, I'm really proud of all the artwork that's coming out of it. I've just like, you know, all the people I've been working with through you, Matt, the last couple of years have been so generous with their time and giving some cool sketches and things. And then of course, Leonard's stellar, uh, variant cover is amazing as well. And I just like, you know, if you, if you guys, like, I really think that you won't lose anything and you'll definitely gain a lot from, from backing this Kickstarter because it's, it's fun. And it's, it's sort of what we need right now. It's pure escapism. And I, I really can't just say how much I'm, I'm really proud of this book. I'm, I'm really loving drawing it. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, back the book or else. That's that's very cool. Noah, I'll have to have you uh, back on this podcast sometime. That would be uh, great. Well, what's your schedule like this week? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll have uh, I'll have my assistant uh, reach out. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, I've I've had a lot of fun talking about this. You know, day to day, we've all been talking about this project, but I've actually learned a lot uh, during this 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 interview. So I enjoyed that as well. So. Um, for anybody listening, if you could give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you'd use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, at ConstructComPod. We're on Instagram, at ConstructingComicsPod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. Um, follow the Facebook page for Ageless Press. That's going to have some stuff uh, related to Diner Thrashers coming out. Uh, Diner Thrashers is on Instagram. We'll have a link uh to that and September 1st, everybody be ready. Uh, we're gonna hit that launch button for, for Diner Thrashers 1 and we're, we're all really excited about it. Um, wanna show you some more artwork from that. Um, thanks for listening. Be nice to each other, be safe and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>